In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. We are continuing our study of the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So much to know about her that has been given to us by the Holy Church, through the iconography of the Church, through the hymnography of the Church, through Holy Tradition, through Holy Scripture, and so many sources. And so we've been studying the the entrance of the Mother of God into the temple. At the age of three, Anna weaned Mary and brought her to the temple, along with Joachim, and they presented her to the high priest. Entering the temple with virginal glory, she is compared to that area of the temple known as the Holy of Holies. Thus, in hymns, we can hear St. Andrew of Crete chant, Thy wise parents, so undefiled one, brought thee, who art the holy of holies, as an offering to the house of the Lord, there to be reared in holiness and made ready to become his mother. And then in a Vespers hymn of the entrance service, we chant that it was fitting that she be brought to dwell in the holy of holies as a sacrifice acceptable to God. The young girls rejoice today, and with their lamps in hand, they go in reverence before the spiritual lamp as she enters into the Holy of Holies. This makes it very clear that God did not just randomly pick some young virgin out of the nation of Israel and use her as a like a vessel to bring her, his son into the world and then just treat her like just a normal human being again. Rather, God prepared Mary first from her parents, Joachim and Anna, the very righteous and pious life which they lived, then giving them her, a child late in their life, like so many other holy couples in the Old Testament, and then them dedicating Mary to the temple and fulfilling that promise that they made to the Lord on the third, at, the, at her third birthday by bringing her to the temple. So we have a diff, totally different picture of how Mary was selected than those of us who grew up in the Protestant church really never gave much thought to what Mary's life was like before the uh, incarnation. <clears throat> As the bride of the king of all, Another hymnographer chants, Into the divine temple thou art brought, thyself a temple truly divine, innocent from the time thou wast a babe. Thou hast appeared in the sanctuary accompanied by brightly burning lamps, thou who art the receiver of the divine light that no man can approach. Magnificent in truth is thy entry, O only bride of God and ever virgin. So we have here the, the Holy of Holies, Mary, coming into the Holy of Holies, the temple, the place where only the high priest would go once every year. So we have this, an icon, an ancient icon of Mary being presented to the priest in the temple. Righteous Joachim and Anna, rejoicing in spirit, offer their daughter in the temple of the law that she might make her dwelling therein. Quote, the virgins that follow after her shall be brought unto the king. Those near her shall be brought unto thee. They shall be brought with gladness and rejoicing. They shall be brought into the temple of the king. This is Psalm 44, verses 14 through 15. 
David prophetically speaking about this event. And then the hymnographer adds his own words. Thus we chant that the choirs of virgins sing to the Lord, chanting psalms and honoring his mother, who alone among women is pure and blessed. Now, when St. Anna brought her little girl, her little daughter, Mary, to the high priest, she, this is what she said. This is what the hymnographer, by the Spirit, put into the words of Anna, or put into the mouth of Anna. I stand here as a suppliant of God, calling upon him with faith and prayer to receive the fruit of my travail. For I promised that after childbirth I would present my child to him who gave her to me. The high priest, Zacharias, the husband of Anna's niece, Elizabeth, is the future father of John, St. John the Baptist. So we have a lot of family here. We have Zechariah is the high priest who receives Mary as a three-year-old daughter, three-year-old girl into the temple. He is going to be, in a few years, he's going to be the father of John the Baptist. And he's married to Elizabeth, who is the niece of Anna. When he beheld the virgin's approach, he rejoiced in spirit and said, Mary, the Lord God, hath magnified thy name to all generations, and by thee to the very end of time the Lord will show his redemption to the children of Israel. So Zacharias here, the high priest, is uniting in himself two traditional roles in the, in the nation of Israel, that of the priest and that of the prophet. He's being priestly in that he is in the, in the temple receiving this offering into the temple. He's also being prophet. He's being prophetic. Thus, Zacharias, the archpriest, writes, Theophylactos, patriarch of Bulgaria, was amazed and being divinely inspired, he saw the divine gifts within this young maiden and he gave her the temple as her habitation. Then the priest of God, filled with the Spirit, exclaimed, Rejoice, Queen of the Universe. Rejoice, all Holy Mother of God, Mother of the Great King Christ. Rejoice, preaching of the prophets and the fulfillment of their words. The prophets prophesied of thee and of thee as their boast. All they that have prophesied of thee have been accomplished to this day. Today the souls of the prophets rejoice, for they beheld thee in the temple. Jacob foresaw thee as a ladder. This is referenced to, in Genesis chapter 28, verse 12, Jacob laid down on his head on a rock and laid down and had a dream. He saw the angels of heaven descending and ascending upon this ladder. And Mary has become that ladder. Behold, a ladder fixed on the earth whose top reached to heaven, and the angels of God ascended and descended on it. Thus will the Lord desire to descend upon thee and become incarnate, and thereby men will be able to ascend to heaven. The gold, another reference, Old Testament reference, the golden urn of manna that Moses gave command to be laid up so that future generations might see the bread which the Hebrews were fed in the wilderness, also prefigured thee. Mary is the jar that they kept the manna in, which was put into the Ark of the Covenant. Because within her womb would be born the bread of life, Jesus Christ. 
golden urn of manna that Moses commanded to be laid up so that future generations might see the bread with which the Hebrews were fed in the wilderness also prefigured thee. Thus thou wilt give flesh to the heavenly bread that will nourish the race of the anointed one. So that's the second symbol. First, the ladder. Second, the jar of manna. The third symbol is the dry rod of Aaron was a sign of thee, in that without water it budded. In like manner wilt thou, without seed from man, virginally give birth to God, for this is his will. And this is a reference to, in the Old Testament, when they were trying to decide who the high priest would be, all these men were given these dead rods of almond trees. And Aaron's rod budded. And that was a sign that he was to be the high priest. So now we have Mary, who is going to bud forth the fruit of Jesus without the seed of man, without water, so to speak. <clears throat> Fourth symbol, the fleece of Gideon prefigured thee. For as rain came down upon the fleece without anyone's knowledge, thus God desired to condescend to put on flesh of thee. Not even the angels will understand how he would become incarnate. And we have this quote from one of the hymnographers. Let us all magnify the radiant cloud in which the master of all descended as dew from heaven upon the fleece. And for our sake took flesh and was made man. He who is without beginning, for she is the pure mother of our God. The prophet David wrote, He shall come down like rain upon a fleece and like raindrops that fall upon the earth. Another quote from, the, from Psalms. At thy right hand stood the queen, arrayed in the vesture of inwoven gold, adorned in varied colors. A hymnographer to whom we refer repeatedly, St. George, Bishop of Nicomedia, chants of the appearance of the queen. David sang in honor of thee, calling thee the daughter of the king, for he saw thee in the beauty of the virtues, in raiment of many-colored needlework at the right hand of God.